the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your annual exercises this month due to the pandemic and also to support diplomacy on North Korea's nuclear program. This is SRN News. Before we arrived, the station sounded like this. WWTC, Minneapolis, Then on March 19th, 2001, you heard this. More power than a Tomahawk cruise. AM 1280, The Patriot. News talk around the clock. Proud to bring you today's best communicators. Still going strong after two decades. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Weather for today, we got mostly sunny and a high of 61, moving into a low of 36 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny again and a high of 60 with a low of 44. In celebration of our 20th birthday, we're getting the gang back together. Join us for a very special edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Saturday the 20th from 1 to 5 p.m. We'll share our favorite Patriot memories, tell some jokes, and of course, talk some politics. Presented by Great Garage Door. do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yes, I am back in the Patriot Bunker after taking a, uh, a sabbatical for the entire month of February. Well, for the... Sundays in February, anyways. I made a, a couple of guest appearances, filled in on our sister station, AM 980, uh, back early in early February. I uh, filled in for a show for uh, Lee Michaels, and then co-hosted with Mitch Berg, as is tradition, out in the ice in Medicine Lake for the annual Holes for Heroes broadcast that ended up being uh, postponed twice due to the bitter cold weather. Uh, which is kind of funny to think about now because here it is, uh, March 7th, and it's uh, going to be 60 degrees today. And I think Tuesday is going to be the mid-60s. So spring is here for now, and, and we're at a point where if we get like a foot of snow, which is certainly possible between now and May, it's gone within 24 hours. So I say let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it at this point. I, some, there are some times where I don't even bother to drag the snowblower out. Because I know it's just going to be gone within 24 hours. But uh, anyways, I am back again. Uh, took off the entire month of February, the all the Sunday shows anyhow. And by the way, uh, very, very much appreciative of my friend and colleague Mitch Berg for filling in for me on two of those four Sundays, as well as a friend of the show, Walter Hudson, and uh, other friends of the show, Jack Tomzak and Ben Cruzy. Uh, they uh, kind of got the band back together, the duo. They used to be a, a duo back um, at the lesser uh, conservative talk station in town, uh, the morning show, for about, eh, I think, about a year, year and a half maybe. And uh, they, I always enjoy listening to those guys when they get the, get their little band back together. Uh, they still can't do a full two hours without guests for six of the eight segments. But, hey, who am I to criticize? Not everybody can uh, uh, monologue for two straight hours. So it is all good. So. <laughs> Just got to rib the guys a little bit. 
But and I got to take a sip of water while I'm at it. Well, we do have a lot to get to on this day, uh, as we do most uh, Sundays. It's uh, always newsworthy week to recap, and uh, I I am here not to uh, praise Governor Andrew Cuomo, but to bury him, uh, as is most of his uh, once allies in the media. Now, all of a sudden, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo out of New York, not so, not so useful uh, to the media anymore. He even had his own little brother, uh, CNN's Chris Cuomo, coming out and saying, well, you know, my brother has been uh, accused of uh, sexual harassment. I'm not, I can't comment on that. I, I sure you understand. Our network will cover it. Hi, Slavey. Hi, Slavey. Yeah, okay. Uh, our network will cover it, but... Uh, we, I, as you can understand, I can't provide commentary on it. Oh, but you had no problem yucking it up with him last year during the pandemic and, you know, heaping praise upon him uh, for showing exemplary leadership while elderly people were dying in nursing homes and that was being covered up. Uh, sure, certainly had no problem yucking up to having a big swab on the air. Uh, saying, yeah, here, here's, here's the New York, uh, here's the size swab we got to use for these coronavirus tests in New York. Here you go. And, you know, kind of having fun that way. That was, that was completely unethical. Because if you inter- interview your own brother who is in a very high-profile leadership position at a very uh, important time in history, i.e. during a global pandemic, uh, you're either going to go way too easy on him or you're going to try to overcompensate and go way too hard on him because you're intimately familiar with the guy. And so that never sat right because how awkward would it be for then Chris Cuomo's colleagues to have to actually cover a New York objectively? <laughs> uh, I can't say that with a straight face. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. Well, Cuomo's no longer useful to him because guess what? Trump is out of office. The only reason Andrew Cuomo's star rose during the global pandemic was because they wanted to look for an anti-Trump. The media hated Trump from day one. And yeah, I, I can't sit here and defend Trump's response to COVID. There were some things that he did and said that were bizarre and irresponsible. I'm not going to say his response was a complete disaster. It was not. Okay. You know, hello, Operation Warp Speed that got a vaccine out in less than a year's time. Okay, I mean, we're we're it was about a year ago at this time where things were really starting to uh, get concerning that the pandemic was going to hit the United States hard. And it did. Okay, and people were having pictures of what was going on in Italy in their minds of what could happen here in the United States. It was a very harrowing time. And. I remember Dr. Michael Osterholm, chief epidemiologist, uh, appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast and said about this time last year, he says, a vaccine, don't don't get your hopes up about a vaccine. That's well down the road. We have to focus on taking other precautions in the meantime because a vaccine, that's, that's a pipe dream to have that within a year. Well, uh, dosages were being administered eight to nine months into the pandemic. Okay? So I'm just saying. But my point is, is that they were so hellbent, the media was, and other progs on finding an anti-Trump, they, they, they went to someone like Governor Cuomo. And, if Jacob, if we have that audio clip, uh, so the, the media was probably the worst offenders in how they were fawning over him. If for no other reason, some of these people have to show a semblance of objectivity. Now, I get it. The primetime hosts on CNN and MSNBC, these are opinion hosts. They have a bias. I got. I have no problem if you have a bias, if we know going in that you have a bias. But we as Americans need to demand that we have an objective media that we know is giving us the truth, is reporting the facts and allowing us to consume those facts and react accordingly. But when we're getting their own spin, their own bias, their own perspective, it's it's dishonest. And the media is playing no role in why people tend to cling to conspiracy theories, even some of the more outlandish ones. Okay, now I'm not I'm not excusing the conspiracy theorists, not at all. 
but the media is complicit in how this stuff festers. Well, here's a I here's a laundry list of people. It's about a minute and a half clip. This was about within, you know, within 2020, the first few months of 2020. Uh CNN's Brian Stelter and the governor's younger brother Chris Chris Cuomo was featured in this montage, as well as MSNBC's Chris Hayes, Rachel Maddow, and Joy Reid. Uh Carl Bernstein, famous journalist, he of Woodward and Bernstein back in the Nixon Watergate days. And uh, NBC, NBC's Lester Holt. Now, Lester Holt, uh, he made a comment on Governor Cuomo addressing the National Guard. Okay? If you are an anchor, a nightly news anchor in one of the three major networks, that you have to be at the height of objectivity. Yet even Lester Holt gets caught up in the slobbering a little bit. So, again, this clip's about a minute and a half long. This is kind of a supercut, kind of a montage, courtesy of our friends at the Media Research Center. Jacob, we have that clip ready? Here we go. David, we're standing by for Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Whoops. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day. Everything Trump isn't honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo is clearly living in a totally different reality, the actual one, than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become, in some ways, the shadow uh, president. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm going to go teach my kids right now at home. Brian Stelter's the worst. He his voice, the guy who sounds like he's on helium. Uh, that's he's the one who started off this montage and ended it right there. It just uh, we need a vomiting sound clip, by the way, for some of this fawning that was taking place. So there you have it. Uh, this was kind of the general consensus among some media types. And again, it wasn't so much they were pro Cuomo. I mean, anybody who has been reporting on politics for a quarter century knew Cuomo, you know, during his time as governor and then he was New York's attorney general. I think he served in the uh, it was either the Clinton or, or Obama administration in some capacity. Don't remember which, but he's been a high profile figure. And of course, his father, the late Mario Cuomo, was New York's governor back in the 80s. So he, he's part of a well-known family and he's a known commodity and has been known to be a jerk. And these people knew this. But yet they were so desperate to prop somebody, to prop up somebody as the antithesis of Trump, that they let their zeal, get, they, they let their fawning get in the way of reporting actual news. And if they and if they look closely at how New York was handling the pandemic, and some people were looking closely, you know, saying, "Wow, there's an awful lot of there's kind of more deaths in New York." Uh, nursing facilities than there should be. And we get it. The elderly population is the most susceptible population to this COVID pandemic. I mean, that we've known from day one is those with underlying health conditions, as well as the elderly population are most susceptible. That has been consistent from, from day one. I mean, there have been things that we've learned about the pandemic. You know, things have evolved as time has gone on. That's just how science works. But the one consistent aspect has been the elderly population and those with underlying health conditions are most vulnerable. And yet, Florida, you think there are a few old people in Florida? Yeah, try 4,000 nursing home facilities that total, I think, about 350,000 people in those facilities had a much lower death rate in nursing home facilities than did New York. Yet Ron DeSantis was looked at as a scourge because he was rather curt with the media. Isn't it amazing how a, a politico's aptitude is judged by 
how they treat the media. I mean, Barack Obama actively spied on media members, okay? But yet they despised Trump more because he was a big meanie. Again, that's a digression. I get that. So we listened to that montage of these various media members fawning over Governor Cuomo, and it's just downright cringeworthy now given some of the things we have learned about how he has handled this pandemic. And we will come back and talk more about that. And we are also here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Yeah, when we come back, uh, speaking of nursing homes, uh, we're going to find that the Cuomo administration, and particularly aides within his administration, uh, have copped to it that, yeah, the death toll, the absurdly high death toll in long-term care facilities was shockingly understated if that's possible. We'll be back and talk about that in mere moments right here. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, babbel.com. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Yes, back at the Patriot Bunker after taking the entire month of February off. The month, uh, Sundays of February, that is. Glad to be back with you. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. 
That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I uh, do want to get to our phone call real quick before we move on with this uh, topic. Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, always good to hear from you. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Brad, I'm glad you're back. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you. Um, I had an uh, interesting story just for, for, to tell you today. I went, I went to Panera, and I, I go there every Sunday. And since about a year, it used to be mostly seniors, and because of the virus, they quit, they quit coming. Sure. Today was the first day that I've seen there was more seniors than non-seniors. Outstanding. And Yes. And I go, uh, at, and in my opinion, it's entirely uh, uh, Operation Warp Speed. They're all vaccinated now, and uh, I believe that uh, will be one of the greatest president's achievements of all time uh, with Donald Trump and with Warp Speed. Um, but the fun, what, what happened was, so I go up to uh, uh, get my coffee, and I was talking to the person that, that, that was uh, the cashier, and I go, boy, what a great thing that Warp Speed was. Look at all the seniors are back. And she goes, isn't he a great president? I said, yeah, Donald Trump's warp speed. That's why they're here. <laughs> right. She looked at me. She gave me like a look, and then she just shook her head, took my money, and didn't say a word. The fact that I mentioned Donald Trump's warp speed, that just ruined everything for it. Ruined it for her. That's the problem Donald Trump has. And I'll hang up and get your get your, get your yeah. Uh, thanks, opinion. Mark. That's a that's an excellent segue, and that's something I want to talk about here. The next segment or two is how. You know, we get so caught up in our uh, political leaders in uh, basically assigning value to our lives, depending upon who's in office, that we lose sight of some genuinely good things that that can happen. And that's that's a perfect example of it. I mean, you remember during the vice presidential debate, Kamala Harris flat out said that, uh, you know, if because vaccines were uh, rumored to be on the way within the next month or two from that vice presidential debate. And she said, well, if the scientists say it's good, I'll take it. But but if the, but if the president shows his approval of it, uh, well, I, I, I won't take it. I won't take it. It's like, what if both the scientists and the president approve of it? Hmm, decisions, decisions. So, yeah, that's an excellent point, Mark, and that's something I want to get to in, in a little bit. But I do want to continue along the lines of the star not-so-bright uh, in Andrew Cuomo's world anymore. This is uh, from foxnews.com via a Wall Street Journal report. Uh, top advisors to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo influenced state health officials to remove data from a public report that showed coronavirus-related nursing home deaths in the state had exceeded numbers previously acknowledged by the administration, a bombshell report says. Details about the July report were disclosed Thursday night in a story first published by the Wall Street Journal. The final report focused only on nursing home residents who died inside those facilities and did not include nursing home residents who were transferred to hospitals after becoming sick, the journal reported. That means that the state's reported tally of 6,432 nursing home resident deaths was significantly lower than the actual nursing home death toll, sources with knowledge of the state reports preparation told the newspaper. State officials now place the nursing home and long-term care facility death toll in New York at more than 15,000 residents, the journal reported. The number represents deaths since March of 2020 of residents confirmed to have contracted the coronavirus or presumed to have contracted it, the report said. So... While the governor was going on all of these media outlets and accepting all this praise and adulation from these media people, and, oh, yeah, by the way, writing a book about how to show exemplary leadership in midst of a crisis, uh, there were people in nursing homes needlessly dying because of this disastrous policy of placing COVID-infected patients in these long-term care facilities. The idea behind this was, what did we hear initially? We heard two weeks to flatten the curve. We just need two weeks to flatten the curve. Everybody stay inside, shelter in place. If you do have to go out, you know, please. I, I, in fact, I don't think, even think they were advocating for face masks at that point. They were just advocating people stay home. Which, you know, in, in hindsight, you know, hindsight being 2020, I get that. But at the time, okay. It sounds reasonable. Couple weeks, suck it up, tighten the belt, what have you, and and if it means 
not overwhelming the health system, then all the better. And the and the and the idea behind this nursing home policy was we need all of the available hospital beds that as possible, you know, in the event that this pan this uh, virus spreads quicker than we can get a handle on. And so, in order to try to limit it, yes, don't don't be in contact with each other. Shelter in place. And another aspect to dealing with that was placing COVID-infected patients in nursing home facilities. Oh, don't place them in the hospital. Okay, we gotta we don't we don't want the healthcare workers exposed to too many of these people. So let's keep them in healthcare facility in these long-term care facilities, I should say. And again, like I said at the out in the first segment, the most vulnerable population were senior citizens. One of the two segments of the most vulnerable senior citizens, and yet you put COVID infected patients in there. And again, as much as people like to pig pile upon Florida because people were just absolutely horrified to see. Uh, kids, college kids on spring break partying on the beach because guess what? Spring break, a bunch of college students in a, lot, in a whole lot of social distancing there, okay? And it was like, oh, boy, Florida's going to reap what they sow on this deal. And, I, I, hey, even I said it. Even I excoriated Florida's response to, to the pandemic. But guess what? They did what we are constantly lectured by our betters to do. They followed the science. And the science indicated that certain areas were not as susceptible to the pandemic. So they took a more granular approach. And guess what? Florida has a much, much lower death toll, overall death toll, than does New York. Okay? They have similar populations, yet millions less coronavirus cases in Florida. And as a result, lower death rate and lower number of raw deaths. And guess what? People from New York, when that became kind of the COVID hotspot, where were they going? They were going to Florida. So how many of those cases in Florida can be attributed to New Yorkers fleeing their state, the coronavirus hotspot, and going to Florida? And Florida, from the outset, also did something very smart. They realized because our senior citizens were among the most vulnerable, they put all of their personal protection equipment a large number of it in these nursing home facilities and ensuring that the healthcare workers were properly protected so they would not get the virus and therefore not transmit it to the residents. If unfortunately one of the nursing home residents did get it, they would immediately remove that resident from the nursing home, place them in the hospital where they would stay and they would not be returned to the nursing home facility until they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were in the clear. But even initially, we didn't know how much immunity would be built up by having the virus, okay, because there were still there were still antibody tests that needed to be conducted. So we didn't know as much then. What we know now is if you've had COVID, uh, what are we, a year into the pandemic, you have at least six months and in all likelihoods more immunity if you've already had COVID once. Okay, and again, we're we're still new into this particular strain of the coronavirus, so we don't know if it's if it's permanent immunity, twelve months, couple years, we don't know yet. But that's where Florida was smart. They did not put COVID infected patients back in the nursing home facilities. And as a result, the hospital workers, there wasn't as much PPE going in there, but guess what? There wasn't as many people going into Florida hospitals because, again, the most vulnerable segment of the population, the focus was placed like a laser beam upon them. But yet Florida doesn't get any credit because the governor is curt with the media or something. Okay, because apparently the media drives the impression of all these uh, of all of these figures where yeah they're okay they're an okay person if they're you know if they give a if they give a uh, uh, shall we say an interview that's full of dignity and decorum but if, if someone calls the media out on their BS then all of a sudden they're scourged like like uh, Governor Ron DeSantis but get it, but we can't ignore this this is a scandal the, 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 it was already a scandal last year last summer when the governor was out on his book tour 
promoting a book about exemplary leadership while his state was becoming the coronavirus hotspot and an inordinate amount of people were dying in long-term care facilities because of this disastrous nursing home policy. This has been known for quite some time. But it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy when the media says, well, well, it wasn't, uh, there, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, news about this. Yeah, because you weren't covering it. Isn't it amazing how that happens? How something isn't newsworthy if the news doesn't cover it? Amazing how that works. So, again, this is, uh, this is once again an example of someone who built up Andrew Cuomo in their minds to kind of be this anti-Trump, this sage, this truth-teller, all the while... His administration was covering up how dire the situation was. Yeah, we're going to continue to cover this. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment. Go nowhere. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision-makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Hewitt. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Hot air hangs like a dead man. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing to talk about uh, the coronavirus, people, more and more people are getting vaccinated. good number of people have had uh, their first dosage. Some folks have even got their second dosage already. So uh, things are definitely getting better, uh, that is for sure. Uh, but is it wise to start opening up states? Well, uh, that is apparently uh, the tactic that 
the states of Texas and Mississippi are going to be taking. This is from a uh, USA Today story. Sorry, i got to scroll up here. Uh, there it is. Computer refreshed to a different page for some reason. Uh, USA Today, Governor Greg Abbott said Tuesday it's time to open Texas 100% and end the statewide mask order, citing declining hospitalizations across the state as more people are vaccinated against the coronavirus. Abbott issued a new executive order, which will take effect March 10th, and rescind most of his earlier orders, including restrictions on business occupancy and the July 2nd statewide mask order. To be clear, COVID has not suddenly disappeared, Abbott said, but adding state mandates are no longer needed. Texas is in a far better position now than when I issued my last executive order back in October, Abbott said, referring to his edict allowing bars to reopen under certain circumstances. Cases spiked after he eased restrictions in the fall. So uh, this was, again, Governor Greg Abbott opening up Texas. Uh, Mississippi was also deciding to open up and ease their restrictions as well. And you could probably guess how the media reported upon this. Again, this is from Lester Holt at NBC Nightly News. Uh, Good evening and welcome. No one has declared the pandemic over yet. In fact, just 1,200 more deaths in this country just today tell us otherwise. And yet, the upcoming one-year anniversary appears to be creating a jumping-off point for more and more states from lifting mask requirements to allowing large gatherings again. Impatience and politics, some public health officials worry, may be leaping ahead of reality, especially with the virus itself shape-shifting into more worrisome variants. And they go on to cite uh, the uh, mandates lifted in uh, specifically Mississippi in Texas. Uh, Correspondent Miguel uh, Almaguire, uh, he whined about certain, this is from Media Research, by the way, uh, newsbusters.org, their website. He whined about certain attempts to loosen crippling restrictions. Uh, Tonight, as Americans received conflicting and confusing messages over COVID safety measures, More and more states are now preparing to eliminate face mask mandates as top doctors plead for them not to do so, he began. Al McGuire, who has has made bemoaning the slightest lifting of restrictions his entire beat the last several months, then huffed about red states. Mississippi and Texas didn't just end mask mandates, but caps on capacity. Um, you 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 know another state that last week lifted its restrictions? And mandates? Connecticut. Why isn't Connecticut ever mentioned? Anybody have an answer to that? Could it be because Ned Lamont, governor of Connecticut, is a Democrat governor? No, that couldn't be it. Come on, the media isn't that nakedly biased, are they? I mean, again, this just shows how this has been politicized from day one because the media was so in the tank uh, for opposing Trump, resisting Trump, that every every scourge during this pandemic is a Republican official. And this goes back to last year. I remember vividly last year. It was April. We were a month into the pandemic, and Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia decided to open up some businesses. And he was excoriated for that. Even the president, uh, Donald Trump, President Trump at the time, disagreed with with Governor Kemp's tactic of open up opening up some of these businesses. But Governor Kemp did it anyways, and get, he used the science. He he specifically used the retransmission rate, and he was consistent from day one. He says as soon as the retransmission rate goes below one, then we'll lift the mask mandates and we'll open some businesses up. But here's the thing. Governor Kemp also issued a caveat with that. He said, look, the onus is on you, the citizens of Georgia. We, as government officials, we don't feel we should mandate these activities, but we feel that we should give you the best possible information about how to conduct yourself. So if it is possible, continue to shelter in place. If you can work from home, that's great. Shelter in place. Have stuff delivered. But if you absolutely have to go out, for some reason or another, we understand that. It's best if you wear a face mask. Again, this was April last year. And when Governor Kemp did this, 
you had leftist websites, particularly the Atlantic. I still remember their headline is that Governor Brian Kemp was was conducting an experiment in human sacrifice for opening the state of Georgia in April, just a month into the pandemic. And that basically bodies were going to be piled up in the streets because of Governor Kemp's orders. Guess what? Didn't happen. The death rate remained low. Numbers of deaths as compared to the rest of the country and in that particular region. You know, not not so much compared to Florida. Florida has been exemplary. But Georgia's death rate, number of deaths have remained low. And guess what? Their economy has recovered that much faster because, it, well, quite obviously they opened it up that much earlier. And it wasn't due to because, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to kill old people just to, you know, remember the old, uh, uh, remember that slogan, that vapid chanting point that left us throughout there? Oh, look at that. They want to sacrifice old people for the stock market. Uh, Die for the Dow, I think, was one of their other cutesy slogans that left-wingers threw out there. And none of it happened. Georgia's been doing great as a result because Governor Kemp lifted these restrictions. But when a Democrat governor does it, like, again, Governor Lamont in Connecticut, nary a word. Okay, Connecticut isn't a very big state. I get that. But it's pretty densely populated in in some area, particularly in the bigger city around Hartford. Okay, it's not a huge state. I get that. But yet, that doesn't seem to matter. There are a lot of sparsely populated states like Wyoming and South Dakota who never had any kind of mandates. And they were... They were constantly excoriated by these left-wing rags. So I, all that being said, uh, I, I hope, I mean, this is an obvious statement. I hope Texas ends up being an, a success story. Because, not because it's a Republican governing it or anything like that, because I don't like see, seeing people needlessly die. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more simpler than that. And I also can't help but be concerned about some of the new variants of COVID that have been rearing their ugly heads around the, around the nation. But here's here's this is almost seems smells like a setup. And and uh, President Biden uh, called this uh, opening up uh, the states. He called it Neanderthal thinking. You know, he said it about southern the southern states that were opening up. Uh, don't don't know if we can find his commentary on Connecticut. But we'll have to look for that later. But. The problem is, this is how these are being reported. And now we're hearing of illegal aliens that are flooding across the border that have been testing, that are positive for COVID. But because because President Biden vowed to not let one more inch of border wall be built, there are certain areas that are still open where these illegal aliens are flooding across. And so if there ends up being a COVID outbreak, in that in, in that region, you bet your bottom dollar they're not going to attribute it to the those who have COVID that are running around. They're going to attribute it to the governor lifting restrictions. Book it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, book it. If there is at least the slightest outbreak of COVID, particularly in southern Texas, they're going to completely ignore the fact that there are some COVID-positive illegal aliens coming across the border that are probably infecting other people, they're going to cite that people aren't wearing a mask. And, and here's here was probably one of the dumbest things I saw on Twitter, by the way, is someone put on Twitter, uh, we want to tell Governor Abbott to come and take it, and they show a picture of a face mask because that's the takeoff of a gun saying come and take it. That's how Second Amendment advocates reply to uh, gun control politicians who seek to... Uh, restrict guns, confiscate guns, what have you. You know, Second Amendment advocates typically reply, well, come and take it. Okay? Um, Does anybody else see how this is an apples to bowling balls comparison when you show a mask and say, come and take it? Governor Abbott is not outlawing the wearing of face masks. He's lifting the mandate, saying they're not mandatory. But guess what? Health officials are still recommending you wear it. But if the CDC wasn't so feckless in so many of their declarations about face masks and COVID treatment and whatever else, people might actually be able to trust what they say. But because you have you have Pope Fauci out there saying, well, you know, even after you get both doses of the vaccine, still still probably best to wear a mask and, 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 and shelter in place. Like, well, what's the point of getting a vaccine? 
And then, of course, he kind of had to walk that back a little bit. Okay, fine. Uh, maybe, okay, if you get a couple doses of vaccine, you can maybe go out and about in a little bit. But this is what the role of government should be, is they should say, hey, our public health department, these are the recommendations that you should follow in order to remain safe. If you haven't had COVID yet and you want to reduce your exposure to it, these are some of the methodologies you should employ in your life to remain safe. That's that's government's role, not for these ham-fisted mandates that they've been handing down. So we only have about a minute or so left in this segment. Uh, yeah, I, I will go ahead and take this call on line one. Uh, John in Golden Valley. Hey, John, we got about a minute or two. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Okay, hey, thanks for taking my call. Well, you know what? The, the same thing happened in Minnesota, particularly at the St. Therese Home and Northridge Care Center, as happened at Como in New York. But how come nobody's not mentioning that here? Yeah, it's an excellent point, John. It's been mentioned on this show. I can tell you that. Uh, that was a, um, a issue that we've been mentioning uh, on this broadcast, that the number of deaths in Minnesota, a, a majority percentage, have been as a result uh, of, nurth- of people in n- long-term care facilities. That's exactly right. Uh, I don't think uh, Governor Walls was as, as willful as Governor Cuomo in actually placing COVID-infected patients in nursing homes. But when there was an outbreak, uh, not enough attention and not enough urgency was assigned to stemming the tide with this. And as a result, uh, there was there was an overreaction in all of these, you know, as my friend and colleague Mitch Berg calls them, these ham-fisted mandates that were uh, handed down. So, yeah, that's an excellent point, John. Uh, I can tell you it's been mentioned on this show, but, yeah, that you're right in that not enough coverage has been given to it that is for sure and there definitely needed to be some accountability uh and hopefully that's still to come one final segment this hour am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson back in mere moments go nowhere am 1280 the patriot cool voiceover zany sound effect Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. Pressure pumps and parts to get the job done. Pro pressure washers and the Arctic steamer. Our service and selection is second to none. Professional quality from the proven leader. American Pressure, INC.com. American Pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free offer author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 
482-8399. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in the Patriot Bunker for the first time. Well, for the first Sunday since, well, the end of January. Great to be back with you. And thanks again to Mitch Berg, Walter Hudson, and Jack Tomzak and Benjamin Cruzy for filling in for me on the previous Sundays. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics we discuss. Uh, the monstrosity that was the $1.9 trillion, yeah, trillion with a T, trillion-dollar uh, COVID relief package. I'm doing scare quotes. Scare quotes aren't good on the radio, but I do have the live feed up on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, hopefully it works. I'll check the audio later. There was I know there was issues with the audio yesterday, but... Uh, COVID relief, in scare quotes, uh, that passed the Senate uh, completely on uh, partisan lines. All 50 Democrats voted for it. Uh, All 49 Republicans voted against it. Uh, Senator Sullivan of Alaska was away on family business, so he was not there to cast cast a vote. Didn't matter. Even if he had voted no, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris would have broken the tie. But this is, again, this is what the Democrats do. They load up these emergency relief bills with a bunch of pork and a bunch of items that have nothing to do with COVID relief. And they know that their media accomplices will dutifully report that it's these scurrilous Republicans that are upholding uh, valuable relief to our American citizens. And while Uh, The Republicans were wasting time in demanding that this 800-page monstrosity be read on the Senate floor. 1,400 people have died of COVID. Okay? Isn't it it amazing how when they want to use something to beat the Republicans over the head, they say, well, in the time the Republicans are doing this, in the time the Republicans are doing that, X number of people died of coronavirus. And now that Joe Biden is president and 100,000 people have died of coronavirus in the a couple months, month and a half, he's been president. Uh, they don't do those. They don't play those silly little games anymore. Where, well, in this, in the past twenty four hours, where Joe Biden was eating his chocolate chip ice cream, uh, a the equivalent of a Learjet full of people died of coronavirus. I mean, these are these silly little games the media plays. But here, here's what I want to put in perspective for you. There are three hundred thirty million citizens. In the United States of America, if each and every citizen got fourteen hundred dollars, which is what this uh, this check is going to go to, and again, toddlers aren't going to get fourteen hundred dollars. Okay, dudes in middle school and high school aren't going to get fourteen hundred dollars. But work with me here: if every single solitary uh, citizen in the United States of America got fourteen hundred dollars. You take fourteen hundred dollars times three hundred thirty million. That's four hundred sixty-two billion dollars. That's not even twenty-five percent of this total relief package of one point nine trillion dollars. So where's the rest of the money going? I mean, there, there's plenty, I, I don't have time to get into it, but there are plenty of sites out there where you can go and read this bill and see what's uh, going in there. Uh, let's talk about the House legislation. They, it contained $129 billion that is purportedly for school mitigation measures to accommodate social distancing and pandemic risks. However, the CDC has estimated that school mitigation strategies cost no more than $23 billion. Ah, Twenty-three billion, one hundred twenty-nine billion. What's a hundred? What's a hundred billion when you're not talking real dollars? This is from the uh, Daily Beast story. A Daily Beast story, by the way. Uh, even more egregious, the proposed three hundred fifty billion dollar bailout for state and local governments. Even top Democratic economists Jason Furman and Mark Zandi agree that three hundred fifty billion dollars is way too much because it far exceeds state and local budget shortfalls. 
Data from the uh, Center for a Responsible Fiscal uh, Federal Budget show that Washington has already provided more than half a trillion dollars in emergency aid to state and local governments thus far. These governments have also collected taxes on much of the other $2.5 trillion in economy-wide federal assistance over the past year. And, oh, here's another thing. There were a couple of other relief packages that passed during President Trump's tenure. There's still $1 trillion of those unspent. Why don't we actually spend the money of the relief, prior relief packages we've actually passed before just adding on another $2 trillion? So now all of a sudden... Due to this coronavirus pandemic, we've passed, I think, close to $5 trillion worth of relief packages. And that's 20% of our national debt. Our national debt's like close to $25 trillion now. So for those of you who are dancing a jig in celebration over getting a $1,400 check, uh, that's like $58,000 that are heaped upon your kids and grandkids their share of the national debt that they have to pay. But I guess it doesn't concern you if you're if you're if you're going to be dead by the time that comes that bill comes due. Honest to God, people are so short sighted when looking at this. And to be fair, if you're getting your information from CNN and MSNBC, all you're hearing about is that this everybody gets a fourteen hundred dollar check uh, because of this bill. Do you even do you even stop to consider the long term damage this is going to do the to the economy? But then that would require a basic understanding of economics. And (laughs) let's be honest, that just isn't there. Or at least the curiosity isn't there. And guess what? This is a perfect storm for the Democrats because they they will say, well, Republicans obstruct, obstruct, obstruct. All they do is vote no on stuff. And look at this. It's denying very valuable relief to people in, in our time of need. And they know the networks will dutifully report that and the networks will conveniently leave out all of this pork barrel spending. And oh, by the way, um, hate to kind of dig into festering old wounds here, but for those of you Trump supporters out there, don't you think it would have been nice to pick up the, to keep those two Senate seats in Georgia in Republican hands? Because then this bill probably wouldn't have passed the Senate as a result. But because Trump sowed such distrust and doubt in the electoral system, a lot of his supporters stayed home and the two Democrats won those Senate seats, and that's how you got your spending bill. Sorry to point out some inconvenient facts, but those are facts. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic path. Pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. Celebrating two decades on air. This-